Hey, everybody, it is Brian here, obviously, because there's only ever two fucking voices on this podcast for the most part. Um, so this is the original episode 75 that August and I recorded uh, before the uh, actor strike kicked in and there was like a full fucking shutdown in Hollywood and everything like that. And so we never released it um, out of solidarity. Um so there's that. Also, low-key apology. We're not dead. It's just August got married and the holidays are very busy for me because I like do blacksmithing for like a living and this is like the peak time for craft fairs and shit. So, um yeah. Uh <laughs> we'll be back. Um we will be back and the writers guild strike is off finally. Um so, you know, and they did good. So that's good. Um, so we'll be back. Uh, probably this is us getting back on schedule, hopefully. But Christmas is coming up. So you know how that can fucking change shit. Um, anyways, uh, go to my blacksmithing website, if you'd like, fiveraccoonsforge.com, where you can order stuff from me or just like message me if you want something weird made. Uh, peace. Tuning in to Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch The Owl House. My name is Brian. Uh, I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on IGuessX.com uh, at uh, RoomwarePod. And you can find the podcast at Gay Space Pod. With me, as always, is my rebranded co-host. Um, I couldn't couldn't think of a fucking Kingdom Hearts name for you. Um, you know, like the fucking Heartless or what have you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically I am rebranded. It's just the rebranding happened, <laughs> gosh, a, a couple of years ago at this point, a year ago, something like that. So, hello, I'm August, formerly known as Other Names. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, which will remain Twitter. I refuse to use the rebranding uh, at Harpy Dora or on Tumblr at Strange Harpy. And my pronouns are they, them. Um, let's see. Cartoon news. Everything's on strike. Yep. <laughs> Writers Guild, Actors Guild, and that increasingly looking like UPS are all going to be on strike rel relatively soon. Um, good, sick. Um, very pleased with this. I really hope UPS goes on strike. God, I want it to happen. They go on strike for literally seven days. The economy will lose like $3 billion and I am just in big watch it burn mode. Yeah, fair. Um. Let's see. Um. Didn't, isn't there something about Fiona and cake? Yeah, yeah, there's a Fiona and Cake cartoon is going to hit Max. Um, I didn't watch the trailer for don't, it. Don't call it Max. Call it HBO Max. We're, we're firmly No, because it's a worse app. 
HBO Max was a good app. This like I have you I used Max for a little while after they made the big change and it sucks shit by comparison to HBO Max. So it doesn't get to take that good name. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> um let's see. Let me take a look here. I don't know what the... I'm watching the trailer right now for Fiona and Cake, and uh, it's interesting. I think... Huh. There's a lot of Simon in this. Oh, boy. Um... So I'm wondering if it's actually. I'm assuming it's not the 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 characters are not actually the like uh, not the adventures of the Ice King's weird fan fiction, but like maybe Simon's probably has something to do with Simon is like, I guess, like probably still lingering magical abilities or what have you. Mm hmm. Um. Because, like, I think there's a solid chance Simon might be immortal now, like, after everything that happened with Glob at the end of Adventure Time, like, the main series. So. Um, could be some shit with that. But looks good. Looks cute. Uh, happy for more Adventure Time stuff. Uh, hope that they get uh, Donald Glover back to be Marshall Lee. That would be fun. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think of other actual cartoon shit. Oh, 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 fucking, um, uh, Sunichiro Watanabe has got a new series coming out called Lazarus. Um, Sunichiro Watanabe being the creator of Cowboy Bebop. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, and apparently he's doing it in, uh, in conjunction with one of the guys who, like, created John Wick. I have seen the trailer for Lazarus. It looks pretty fucking dope. Not going to lie. Here's this. Here's the summary. I'm tell you this. This series was written for like you and me, August. The year is 2052. An era of unprecedented peace and prosperity prevails across the globe. The reason for this, mankind has been freed from sickness and pain. Nobel Prize winning neuroscientist Dr. Skinner has developed a miracle cure-all drug with no apparent drawbacks called Hepuna. Hepuna soon becomes ubiquitous and essential. However, soon after Hepuna is officially introduced, Dr. Skinner vanishes. Three years later, the world has moved on, but Dr. Skinner has returned, this time as a harbinger of doom. Skinner announces that Hupuna has a short half-life. Everyone who has taken it will die in approximately three, or dies approximately three years later. Death is coming for this sinful world and coming soon, he says. As a response to this, a special task force of five agents is gathered from across the world to save humanity from Skinner's plan. The group is called Lazarus. Can they find Skinner and develop a vaccine before time runs out? Sounds dope. Does, yeah. Um, so I, I saw like a little bit of like the basically kind of the screen test trailer of it and it looks pretty fucking good. So, so that's pretty fun. Um, 
Yeah, I can't think of any any new or interesting. Um, oh, uh, Microsoft. The Microsoft Activision merger has been greenlit because the FTC. Well, not really the FTC. The FCT, FTC tried, but the judge kept thinking it was about Call of Duty and Call of Duty alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Following that trial. So, but, you know. It also shows that this FTC is willing to, like, fucking litigate shit, and that is the more actual important thing here. Yeah. Do-do-do. All right. What cartoons have you watched lately, August? Um, so... (laughs) MyHouse.Wad. Um, I watched a three-part series about, like how the map is technically made and, and put together. And, um, that was really interesting. I also made Anya watch, uh, the, the power pack video about it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, that is the, the main non Minecraft YouTube thing I've consumed, uh, this, uh, this past amount of time. Um, the, uh, The shoot, I could have sworn I had something else that I'd watched, but now I can't think of it. Um, but, you know, Minecraft YouTube is Minecraft YouTube. There's a huge prank war going on in Hermitcraft right now that uh, is deeply entertaining to me. Um, but otherwise, uh, yeah, it's just my brain is my house.wad right now. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't tell you. It's just absolutely fascinating to me still a couple months later. So I guess that tells you the staying power of this this dumb doom mod. So. Um, sick. Uh, Let's see. I have been watching... I watched the I've been watching the new Superman cartoon, My Adventures with Superman or what have you. It's great. I actually love it quite a bit. I know some people are like perturbed about the villain designs or whatever. Um is because like it's all very anime and so the, the the villains have got like been pushed through the like sentai filter frankly. Mm-hmm. But I don't care about that. Um Superman until you get to like the weird shit, Superman has kind of a, like a weird and kind of meh rogues gallery anyways. Mm-hmm. So like, man, who's out here standing for like, I don't know anyone who's out here standing for Intergang and Silver Banshee and Livewire and fucking Parasite. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, though uh, Deathstroke is in this and he's voiced by the guy who voices Morty's dad. Uh <laughs> And he sounds like Morty's dad, and it's hard to get past. That one's a little hard to get past. It's hard. Yeah. To, it's hard to hear Jerry try to be menacing because I just keep hearing Jerry. Yeah, I was about to say, how does that even work? It doesn't. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, I watched a few gaming documentaries, particularly one about Choo Choo Charles, um, which is a game I did not realize was literally made by like one dude who's like 21. Huh. Yeah. Um, So 
So it was pretty cool. Pretty cool to like see that guy's uh, see a documentary about that guy. I also watched a documentary on uh, Vampire Survivors, a game I like oh, quite a bit. Um, what? You? Yeah, me like a dumb roguelike. Um, I also finished what? Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, fun. And by that, I mean, I finally decided to go beat the shit out of Ganon. Uh, or Ganondorf. So, um, I had kind of like low-key completed that game. I was just like roaming around murdering bigger, scarier things. But I was like, I've kind of murdered all the big, scary things already on the map. There's no more optional bosses for me to fight. I haven't like 100%ed it, but I've like fought all the optional bosses, which is that I don't really like puzzle solving in that game. I like mm-hmm. kicking the shit out of a big dragon. Um, so I decided to go uh, end, end the chapter for myself and go beat the fuck out of Ganondorf. And then I guess I'm just waiting around until there's some DLC. Um, I assume there's going to be some DLC. Hopefully. I kind of would like some post-game DLC, but whatever. Nintendo doesn't understand what a post-game is, I don't think. Uh, but... Um, I think that's it. I also didn't go see Barbieheimer. Um, I probably will go see them at some point in time. I've got a couple of free movie tickets. Just need to wait for them to not be new releases. Yeah, I've got um, quite a bit more free time now than I previously had. So I don't know if maybe Anya and I will try to take in uh the movie in the theater if we'll wait for some sort of digital opportunity yeah i mean if you don't want it to be terribly uh full i can't imagine oppenheimer is going to be pulling that solid like middle of the day crowd you know what i mean Mm-hmm. uh that's it i think um, oh, I guess Elon Musk is actively trying to destroy Twitter or not. Who knows? I have no idea. It's currently X. I'm sure by the time this episode comes out, it'll probably be rebranded back to fucking Twitter. Um, that's what I think is actually going to happen. But. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All righty. Well, oh, 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 one last thing. One last thing. Watched Blood and Guts last Wednesday. Um, oh, yeah, it was sick. It was wrestling continues to be dope as fuck, frankly. Um, for those who don't know, Blood and Guts is a um, it's AEW's take on war games, which is like basically you smush two rings together and you surround that son of a bitch with a steel cage. And then like teams enter one at like one person at a time and um, got one of the hardest images I've ever seen of like John Moxley stomping Kenny Omega's grind. Well, really grinding Kenny Omega's hand into a board of nails while staring Kota Ibushi down in the other ring and just like flipping him off the whole time. <laughs> so good. Um, also Kota Ibushi's in AEW now, and I'm so fucking happy. Golden it's lovers. It's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Golden lovers. Ba, 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 ba. All right. For real, real this time. 
This week, we are covering episodes 15 and 16, Understanding Willow and Enchanting Grom Fright. Um, first up is episode 15 came out on August the 1st, 2020 is Understanding Willow. It was written, uh, it was story by Dana Terrace, Rachel Vine, Charlie Feldman, Mark Zach Marcus, Molly Ostertag, and John Bailey Owen, uh, written by John Bailey Owen, um... And this one was uh, directed by Meter Diwali. A synopsis. Here we go. Finally, finally, the synopsis have really gotten their shit together. Lose Willow and Amity take a trip down memory lane. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's back. Keep the, you got to keep this Good energy shit. up. Up synopsises uh, from uh, literally three years ago. Uh <laughs> The episode opens up with Bosch and Amity talking uh, in front of their lockers at Hexside. Uh, Skara arrives and she invites the two girls to her 15th birthday party. Her um, In the midst of her invitation, she notices Luce and Willow uh, having a little bit of a thumb war. Basha comments how uh, weird it is that the human goes there now. And also weird that she's decided to be friends with Willow, I guess, and destroy her... Uh, destroy her social life. Uh, Scar is curious about Amity's past with Willow, hinting at it for the first time. And Amity merely says, uh, Blights only interact with the strongest witches, uh, which had, which Willow overhears and it gets to her. Later, Willow and uh, Luz are in some kind of class where they extract a memory. This seems like an incredibly uh, dangerous, like even in even in Hogwarts, they like kept the fucking memories inside your brain. Like that was like no, top level. I mean, that was top level magic shit. It's not they, they didn't teach that shit in regular class. Harry had to go take special fucking uh, after school classes with Snape for that. Wait, no, no, that was like after school getting tortured classes, wasn't it with Snape? Uh, I don't remember, and I don't care enough to <laughs> look, look it, up. it up. Yeah. Um. Anyways, they're pulling. But it's, yeah. <laughs> they're pulling. It's, it's officially called photography. This is Boiling Isles photography here. Uh huh. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't trust the synopsis from the fandom.com site here. Um, they're re regularly wrong. I just use them for bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying like they called it photography. I just I just don't. Anyways, they're pulling memories out of Willow's head and um, they, they kind of come in the shape of Polaroids. And one of them is Willow, uh, I believe, hanging out with Amity when they were like little kids. Um, Willow doesn't really want to talk about that. And we get uh, like a big foreshadowing thing from the teacher being like be very careful with those uh if the memories are damaged it can damage the real memories inside your brain um and so uh they all leave um while uh walking through the hallway um while walking through the hallway amity notices that uh notices the memory and kind of sneaks into the classroom she apologizes to willow but she can't let anybody find out that they used to be good friends and so amity starts to burn that particular memory but then all of her memories catch fire meanwhile gus has to interview somebody for his some kind of class uh journalism project and he's got to interview the best 
like the best and the brightest that uh, the Boiling Isles has to offer. Um, while he's trying to figure out who to um, interview, Willow starts acting all kinds of fucking weird. She forgets who Luz and Gus are completely, and then she starts acting super fucking weird, realizing what might be up. Um, Luz rushes to the photography classroom to find Amity with all of the fucking photos on fire. Amity's like, listen, I'm sorry, I didn't mean this shit. Um... And, but all of the, the photos begin to burn. Uh, they rush to the owl house um, and get some help from Ida. Um, to They decide that they need to enter Willow's mind to repair the memories. Meanwhile, uh, while um, Amity and Luz are inside of Willow's head, uh, Ida and King uh, both kind of low-key compete to be Gus's journalism project. Um... Anyways, inside of Willow's head where it's cool and sick, um, we see kind of like it's like a little forest with like different pictures on top of it. Very quickly, um, Willow or not Willow, Luz and Amity discover that they need to kind of go into the memories and kind of set right the things that have gone wrong to like restore that memory. Uh, but there is a particular one. Uh, even though like these uh, many of these memories show Amity and Willow being good friends, uh, there's a particular one, the still shot of the one that uh, that led Amity into doing this to begin with um, in the first place that Amity is desperate to not go inside of. While they are fixing things, they are attacked by uh, Willow's inner Willow, basically kind of like her subconscious that sort of keeps intruders out, I guess, like the white blood cells for her brain. Um it, she is a big uh, fire monster who is basically just like real fucking mad at Amity um, and is eventually sort of like the fire part is put out, but it still see we still see that it is a willow like just it's just willow who is mad as fuck. Um, finally, they kind of like are forced into the what is we will find out is a birthday party memory Um <laughs> We watch as a young Amity uh, berates Willow for being uh, unable to perform magic well and tells her to leave uh, and that their friendship is over. But after the scene finishes, uh, Inner Willow starts to try and burn up Amity, but Amity stops her and kind of shows her her own memory. Uh, what we see is Amity pa Amity's parents, who we will find out are eventually named Alador and Odella. Uh, telling her that if she didn't stop hanging out with Willow, that they would absolutely deep six her fucking chances of getting into Hexide, making sure that Amity cannot like basically they're like either you stop being friends with this kid or we're going to make sure you're fucking not friends with this kid. Um, and so uh, Amity does her best to kind of like sever the ties and does a poor job because she's like a little kid. After which Amity apologizes to Inner Willow and allows uh, Inner Willow allows Amity and Luz to save Willow's memories uh, and also keep the ones of Amity no matter how good or bad they are. Uh, Luz and Amity return to the demon realm. Uh, Willow tells Amity that while she doesn't believe that they're friends quite yet, that, you know, they're this is a start. Like, you know, basically, like, thank you. Thank you for admitting that. Thank you for telling me your side of the story. We're not cool, but, like, we're not bad anymore either. 
Um, as Willow uh, Kings, as Eden Kings, not Willow, Willow's not part of this story anymore. As Eden Kings competition comes to an end, Gus decides to go with the secret third route, in fact, the best route, and starts interviewing Cootie, who quickly gets annoying as fuck, and then he just leaves. <laughs> Star wipe the end. So, once again, I'm not... The B plot is so small Mm -hmm. in this episode. It might as well not be there. Yeah. Like, I feel like it could have, we could have used those extra couple of minutes to expound upon the, the stuff in Willow's head. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand needing to distract Ida, but at the same time, like, like Luce said, Ida is unreliable. So, do we really need to see why Ida isn't uh, responding yeah, to the bell? You literally could just, as a funny jump cut, just cut to Ida like chasing a fucking like mouse or something, right? Or trying to get like a a quarter out of a storm drain. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't necessarily need this whole gust setup that kind of leads to nowhere. Um, and doesn't like it also like the bleep plot doesn't like it doesn't give us any more information like we don't learn anything new about Gus King or Ida. Yeah. But what is here I do like I like I like this sort of like. It's very much we are we are rapidly trying to rehab the character of Amity Blight uh, before the next episode, it feels like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, I do I do like the, you know, even though Amity, if we're rehabbing Amity, we do still see her being a mean girl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not just a 100% face turn overnight. Yeah, exactly. Like, she starts this episode off as still being a prick. But like, like, it's also fairly obvious that she's trying, like, she doesn't, she likes, like, it's weird because like, well, she likes loose. And also she probably still thinks Willow is nice, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and is kind of, I guess, like, it's one of those things where it's like somebody has come along and recontextualized where you are in your life. And now you're realizing like, ah, fuck, I've surrounded myself with big pieces of shit. Mm hmm. Um, but how do you divest yourself from that? Especially now that we've seen what will or what Amity's parents are like. Like, it's not she's God. not just friends with Basha because she wants to be friends with Basha. Um. I do like all of the cute little cute little like baby Willow and Amity uh, stuff. I like how yeah. uh, Amity has already figured out how to immediately distract Luz's big nerd brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not like Lu- distracting Luz is terribly difficult, though. That girl, that girl has yeah. ADHD. Just riddled with it. Um, but she does, she does expertly wield loses, uh, suit like, uh, hyper fixations already. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like the like this kind of the setup to this and I like that the reveal is like Amity didn't have a choice in this, but like Amity also still taking like I didn't listen. I didn't have to be I maybe had to do this to not be friends with you, but also I didn't have to be a big prick and like apologizes for that and owns up to being like like it's not like and immediately Willow and her are big fucking besties again. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. And arguably yeah. will not get back to being like friend friends until like quite a few episodes from now, like well into season two. Yeah, which is, you know, in 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 universe time is is a fair, fair bit of time away, isn't it? Yeah, it's gonna it's at least a few months. Yeah, like I think it's so. like roughly six months or something like that. Mm-hmm. So. And, you know, it's. I'm really glad to see the the fact that Willow's like we're not we're not friends Mm -hmm. like because just because somebody apologizes for for hurting you doesn't mean you have to immediately let that person back in. Yeah, but I do like it's like, Um, hey, listen, thank you for doing like, you know. Thank you for owning up to that stuff. It really like it is nice to get closure. Like, okay, why did this happen? Oh, it's not just because my friend fucking hated me. Her parents are real big pieces of shit, which Willow probably already knew. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We haven't met Odella in this show yet, but God damn it. It's it's pretty easy to figure out Odella is a real bad mom. Yeah. But no, what I what I mean is, you know, from the perspective, you know, this show doesn't have as many, you know, morals as Steven Universe does. But, you know, sometimes it does have, you know, messages like this that, you know, you don't see very often. Usually you see somebody apologize and then the other person's like, oh, it's all right. Mm -hmm. Um, So seeing the apology couched this way where it's like, I appreciate you apologized, but that doesn't mean we're cool. Uh, and that being something that the the narrative clearly thinks is a good thing mm-hmm. uh, is very interesting and, you know, a nice change of pace from the way that it would have gone in a lesser show. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's extremely well handled. It's it, it re- like. These two episodes, it really feels like we're kind of like, okay, this, like, they, they've kind of settled into what they want the fucking show to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, unfortunately, they are also, like, they've settled into what they want the show to be, and then in, uh, like, three episodes, they're gonna explode that, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. This is fine. Um, I do think it's very interesting the way that Amity kind of as a defensive measure uh, tries to to kind of put loose down uh, about, you know, prying into her friends' lives. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, you know, to some extent she has a little bit of a point because Luce is treating this as like a, fa- you know, a fun fantasy excursion. In yeah. a lot of ways. And this is just um, their fucking so lives. Like. Yeah. And like some of those, you know, some of that time that we have on the B plot could have been devoted to exploring that a little bit more because I think Amity has a point. Yeah. Like Luce, Luce is very well-meaning and, and definitely wants to, 
you know, help Willow. But part of her interest in this is being able to see all of the little minutiae of Willow's past, not even necessarily with Willow's permission. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you know, obviously we're all cool in the end and Willow seems fine with everything, but it's not like Willow gave loose permission to be here and be doing these things. It's not like at the beginning. Yeah, Willow's going to choose like, ah, yes, I would like to have my fucking memories restored over not having her memories restored. Um, But that doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily mean that she like this was the ideal situation and she was going to fucking let. Like, I mean, she arguably said earlier, like, I don't want to get into this, like, when they were, you know, pulling the the photos out of her head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, I feel like this is a, a little bit of a missed opportunity to kind of explore Luce's not failings, it's another F word, um, foibles. Foibles. Uh, <laughs> Better than the yeah. F word I was thinking of. No, um, you know, it, a, a way to explore Luce's foibles a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what we get is still really good. Um, I'm not complaining. It's just, you know, a little sad that it could have been just a little bit better. Yeah. Like I said, just a missed opportunity there. We have still not, we have still not, uh, Weird. August and I are still very anti B plot. It would seem. <laughs> I feel we're like. not anti B plot. Like we've had plenty. I feel like we have I a high standard like for half, what B plots have to be, though. Yeah, we've. I'd say about half the B plots we've seen in these episodes. We've been like, yeah, this this B plot is fun. It's just when the B plot has like nothing to do with the A plot whatsoever is when mm-hmm. things start getting, you know, where, where we start getting really critical of it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're not, I don't think we're anti B plot. I think we're, we're anti non sequitur B plot. Sorry, I'm taking a look at uh looking at uh oh, apparently oh they make like a like looking at rele- revelations are um uh, things apparently some version of Christmas is uh, celebrated in the Boiling Isles, which I just realized. Um, also, this this cartoon or this episode does reveal that Willow has two dads. Yeah, and her dads, dads are really cute. Yeah, they're very cute. Um, also, kind of like the. I mean, it reveals something that kind of was already, I guess, known, but like Amity dyes her hair. Yeah. Um, Um, I think that, um, this episode cannot escape comparisons to inner space. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's, it, 
at at a at a certain point it basically becomes inner space. So I mean, I'm sure kind of that is the was the intent though as well though. Yeah. And God knows the target audience isn't going to know that fucking movie, no. so it's not like it's it's really a big deal, but... All right, let's look at these weird titles. Wait, there's one more thing okay. I want to call out. Yes. The, the juice box uh, at the lunch table... The apple blood? Is apple blood. Oh, don't worry. Apple blood's going to be a plot point going forward. Oh, fun. <laughs> I guess this is our first real appearance of Apple Blood, but Apple Blood, Apple Blood's going to continue to be a thing. I'm glad because that's that's delightful to me. I shall refer to all juice as fruit blood. It's different. From now it's on. not fruit juice. Very pointedly in a later episode, somebody goes, don't you mean apple juice? And they go, no. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see, most of them Fantastic. are just understanding Willow. Um, but in Mandarin, this is restoration of friendship. Yeah. Um, in Spanish, it's the enigma of Willow. French is stirring up the past. Um, These are all really good. For whatever reason, in Dutch, it's called Willow Knows. No, she doesn't. Yeah, I don't think that's right. They're like... Yeah. And then uh the Yeah, the she she very pointedly does not know at for for a good portion of this episode. And then the last one is in Turkish this is translated to be uh insightful willow. Which I also don't think is necessarily on like quite on point. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, strap in you little fucking queers it's enchanting grom fright time we finally got here episode well, we 16 finally got back here yeah got back here august and i have watched this before i uh, wait didn't we watch this as an in-between yes yeah, we, we did. did well we'll before, just go back All before right. we decided yeah we'll just refer back to that episode all right we're done <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, no, it came out on August 8th, 2020. Um, this one was, uh, the story by was by Dana Terrace, Rachel Vine, and Molly Ostertag. This one was written by Molly Ostertag and directed by Stu Livingston. The synopsis, Lou's experience is Grom. Hexide's version of prom and it's not what she expects. Sure. Yeah, all right. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. It's It's not like the last episode, but it's fine. At the Owl House, Luz is perfecting a brand new glyph, the plant glyph, after learning it uh, while King is watching cat videos on his phone. Also showing that, like, Luz has access to the human world. Anytime she wants to go back, she can go back. I think that's actually a very important, mild plot point in this episode, is that Luz has the option at any point she wants to to go back home. Like, that safety net is always there. Um, while, uh, she is, uh, while he's texting, uh, she gets a text from her mom or while he's watching cat videos, she gets a text from her mom asking about camp. Uh, Luz cannot like Luz, uh, being an entire mood, cannot figure out how to reply and just sends back an emoji. Uh, she explains to King how poorly her mother might react to 
the fact that she ditched camp and decided to go to an entirely different realm of existence. Um, uh, but King convinces her that not telling her mom uh, is the safest option because King is a bad influence, but I love him. <laughs> Um, Willow and Gus soon arrive and the kids head off to school at Hexside. Luz hears about the upcoming event, Grom, um, and that Amity has been chosen to be this year's Grom queen. Luz is super happy for her at first, and assuming that Grom is just basically the same thing as prom. However, Amity explains that Grom actually refers to uh, Gromethius the Fearbringer, a monster that has the ability to transform a person's worst fears into... Um, into reality and also lives below the school and every year a student is chosen to go fucking fight this thing otherwise it's going to destroy the town i love this um Lu uh, amity is understandably uh fairly upset about battling uh a battling grom uh because she doesn't want her her she has a like a really big fear that she is super like not only like emotionally distraught distressing for her but also is like super motherfucking embarrassing apparently um uh explaining this uh back at the house uh, we discover that um Ida they gloss over like there's a whole port port of this episode that I feel like is important that doesn't get talked about here. Um, there's a whole portion of this episode where uh, Luz, uh, after sc the school day, goes home, is talking to Ida about that. Ida is going to be a chaperone uh, for Grom. And um, Luz is like, I really wish I could help. Like, I wish that I could help Amity. And Ida is like, listen, kid, you're coming along quite nice. But like, you ain't got this. Like, you ain't got fighting fucking a primeval horror uh, in you. You know, three glyphs. Uh, why do you think that you can fight a horror? And, and Luz is like, listen, I am brave. I can do this. I wish that you would have more uh, trust in me. And then this kind of spurs her to go find Amity, where she valiantly uh, decides to take Amity's place. Back at the Owl House, uh, Edric and Imra are there to help conjure illusions uh, under Amity's kind of direction uh, to, like, help uh, Amity, or not Amity, but lose a kind of, like, face and kind of train to face her fears. Um, her biggest one uh, being Ida treating her like a weakling. Uh, Luz, uh Luz is still afraid, um, and also, like, am, like uh, I believe Ida also catches them in this and is like, listen, kid, you probably shouldn't do this, but guess what? Time is up. It's Grom fighting time. Uh, just before, oh, also, our B-plot is, our vague B-plot is introduced at this point in time, uh, or maybe C-plot? It's kind of hard to tell. I don't know where Ida's story in this ranks on, like, the A, B, and C-plot situation. Um, but, uh, King is going to help Gus, uh, commentate, uh, the Grom fight, uh, tonight. Um, at the school, um, Amity, uh, finds Luz in the hallway. Uh, Luz is dressed in, like, half a tuxedo and half a tutu, and it's just fucking rocking it, frankly. Um, and Amity, uh, compliments her on her look and then is like, hey, thank you, uh, for doing this. It's very inspiring how just, like, fearless and, like, ready to do stuff that you've never done before, uh, that you are. And they have a cute little banter, but the time for being gay is up. It's time to fight a fucking monster. Uh, 
So uh, Luz has to go fight Grom, which initially turns into mean internet comments, cats with weird faces, um, but it gets, and I think it turns into Ida for a short period of time, but it gets a hand on Luz. And I think at this point, like Grom is able to suss out like her actual deep-seated fears um, and then manifests into Luz's mom, who is like, oh my God, I can't believe you've been lying to me, uh, that you've been doing this dangerous stuff. Why would you do this? Like, this is so, like, you know, I'm so disappointed in you. I'm so hurt, so on and so forth. Um, it's at this point, um, it's during this that uh, King uh, tries to talk to the teens and does such a bad job about talking to the teens. Uh, he eventually kind of like gets more or less laughed off stage and runs out. Uh, Gus gives him a pep talk being like, listen, you kind of just got to like not give a fuck and be you. Don't worry about pleasing other people, like worry about being yourself. Um, at which point, uh, Luz like runs out into the hallway being chased by Grom. Uh, and this show is going on the road. Um, the Grom sort of like wanders out into the boiling aisles um, do, 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 and kind of like chases uh, Luz out to a cliff. Um, she is uh, um, so uh, Luz is about to be taken out by Grom. The, the fucking synopsis that's on the, the goddamn wiki is terrible, and I'm just, so I'm just to like audible. Um, the Grom is about to uh, take Luz out, and Ida is about to spring into action, but very keenly, uh, Luz is saved by Amity. Um, Amity is like, listen, Grom, I was supposed to be the fucking Grom queen. I'll take you on. I'm going to face my fears. Um, at which point, Grom kind of like uh, turns into uh, a turns into a, uh, like, kind of, like, a vaguely familiar, uh, humanoid shape, uh, and takes, like, a letter that Amity had been carrying around with her and tears it up, um, revealing that Amity's biggest fear is that she was going to be rejected because she wanted to go to Grom with somebody. Uh, though, because of the way the letter was torn, we don't know who. Uh, Luz is like, hey, you shouldn't worry about being rejected. Listen, I'll be your, I'll be your, uh, date for Grom. That's what friends are for. Uh, and then the budget kicks in. We get a cool dance fight against Grom where, uh, they fucking explode this eldritch horror. Um, and, uh, we, uh, loses like, so Amity, who was it that you wanted to take to Grom? And Amity's like, oh, shit, it's, it's fine. It was nobody. Throws the remaining half of the letter away, where we discover that it was, in fact, Luz that uh, Amity wanted to take to Grom. Uh, once the party is over, Luz goes back to the Owl House and texts her mom, uh, saying that she's been having a good time at quote-unquote camp. Um, and Camilla think, says, like, uh, that's great to hear. Um, I've, I'm so glad I also just got one of your letters. And Luz is like, oh, that's a funny way of sending text messages. Except then we find out that Camilla has just been receiving letters from somebody who is pretending to be Luz because they don't know her name. Starwipe the end. Yep. Yep. This is a good-ass gay-ass episode, frankly. Oh, yeah. This, this hits all the points. It's gay- 
uh, it does all it does the fucking uh, Harry Potter prom shit better than Harry Potter did. Uh, I would I would say this is this is less uh, Harry Potter prom and more like Goblet of Fire level bullshit. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, isn't that when the like fucking isn't the Triwizard Tournament when the Harry Potter prom takes place? Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, but yeah, this is like, yeah, fucking great episode. I, okay. I have to specifically shout out. I absolutely 100%. I've seen it a million times and I still laugh every time the fucking spider gag. <laughs> oh God. The spider gag is so good. I, I'll be your champion. And it crawls across her face and loses the first instinct is just slam her own head into the ground. <laughs> yes. This girl has no impulse control. <laughs> it's very, very good. Um, it, I like that, like, I like the progression of this. I like that even though, like, Willow is not on good terms with Amity, is still very concerned with Amity's safety. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like being Grom Queen seems to be the kind of thing is like, oh, I don't like you, but I don't like like you not enough to like want you to go f- fight and possibly die. Yeah. Which seems to be implied what maybe happens sometimes. Um Um, I I think that whoever designed uh Ida's Grom look uh needs a raise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ida being like I mean, you, you know, do you think I can pull off like a heavy eyeshadow? Girl, you can pull off anything. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. But the the suit is is a very choice look. Love it. It it is really, really fucking good. Um I uh, I do, and I I'm fairly certain I mentioned this when we uh when we watched this episode previously, but I do greatly appreciate the the subtle like jab at disingenuous debaters on the internet and how to handle them. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's like you know very relevant and real uh life advice it's true like this is probably one of the uh, better straightforward like lesson things that the uh that the uh show has put forward mhm directly actionable mm-hmm. The one thing I don't quite like going forward in this episode, like going forward from this episode, one of the like loses fear of what her mom would be like is used as like kind of like by the fan was used at some point to like by the fandom to be like, yeah, see, Camilla is not good, not a good mom. And it's like, no, that's not fair. (laughs) Yeah, like it's. This isn't a fear of her mother. This is a fear of what happens if she's honest. Mm-hmm. 
And like, like you can have that fear about your parents, even in your pa- like, like this is a decidedly queer thing to be scared of for your like with your parents. Even if your parents are cool, you have no idea how to fucking how they'll react when you tell them the truth about you. Like this is yeah. like a not terribly deep like it's not a it's not even a terribly well couched queer metaphor because it's gay as hell already. Right. But like, yeah, it is it, because they know that they can get past Disney. Um, OK, this girl's going to like this girl. Right. It, this is like post Steven Universe winning a fucking glad award and Disney being like, we want some of that. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And. But, like, it's harder to be, like, we're going to tell explicit, like, we're not going to tell, it's going to be a fun adventure cartoon. And also, there's some gay people there, right? Disney can get, probably be talked into that. They're not going to be, like, and this is going to be, like, a, like you know, a deep story about, like, coming out and being honest with your parent. Disney's going to be, like, too gay. No, too gay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh but it's like Enchanting Grom Fright is a very good sort of like story about like overcoming that fear of being honest uh, to the people that you care about. Yeah. And it's like, I am very clearly not a Camilla stand uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, that didn't read as her being a bad parent. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely read, like you said, is, you know, uh, it's a queer metaphor. Even if your parents are cool, it's still scary, you know, stressful. Because yeah. when you come out, you don't know how people will react. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she has every reason to believe that her mom might not approve of her, her, authentic self Mm -hmm. just because you know she's she is doing things to you know self-actualize herself in a setting that is explicitly opposite of where her mother thinks she is and wants her to be Mm -hmm. so you know she has every reason to be afraid it's not You know, this isn't something that's unreasonable and unrelatable either. Um, But it's not necessarily about her mother being a bad parent. It's it's entirely about like, you know, Luce's fear of being who she wants to be. And in season two, like we're going to have a couple of more interactions with, with the real Camilla that are like extremely fraught <laughs> and uh i don't know i like because i know where her story ends i guess like i'm a bigger camilla stand or what have you um but like it's just like every time we see camilla she's in kind of like uh either she's loses interpretation of herself as a character or she's in an extremely stressful environment where she maybe doesn't make the best choices uh but she's also like if they come from like places of care and love so mm-hmm. it, I think it's going to be interesting when we get to the uh, we see Camilla in season two. Yeah. And then further in season, quote unquote, season three. <sighs> we 
We were robbed. Truly, we were. You're going to be so fucking mad as we watch those goddamn movies, August. I know. <laughs> I can tell already. <laughs> um, the, the... The... The fucking... The, at, like, when the budget kicks in on that... I love... Like... I love where they choose to put they put the money on their animations like because mm-hmm. this could have been a much more fighty fight. Right. I like but I like that it has this. You know, it, it, it is more of a moment between Luz and, and Amity than is necessarily about the two of them fighting Grom. Mm hmm. Though typically we do, uh, we do pay for the extra money in fight scenes, and it pays off because the Owl House has some dope fucking fights in it. Oh yeah, um, we're gonna. Th- there's yeah. gonna be one near the end of the like in in the next time we watch episodes, August. That is sick as hell. It's some Dragon Ball Z shit. I've I've seen the end of season oh, one. Right, right, like, right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just once we get to season two, um, I've only seen a few episodes of season two. But no, I've seen the end of season one. I know what's coming. I'm excited. There's also a fight between Amity and um, a character that has not been introduced yet um, in season two. That is sick as hell. And Amity goes so hard. Like (laughs) Mm -hmm. it ends with Amity with like basically a a dagger at a person's throat. And it's like, goddamn, Amity. Amity's ready to go. (laughs) Damn. Oh, man. Um, so that scene with Luz uh, telling Amity that she's willing to switch places with her mm-hmm. is some fucking choice Yuri bullshit. It is. It's um, I am uh, I'm not surprised that this one was written by Molly Ostertag. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like some peak peak gay shit. It's some, it's got like, it's big magical girl Yuri stuff. Oh yeah. And it's, it's great. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, that's just punctuated by the, the dance Mm -hmm. as a form of fighting. And also showing that like, showing, it also like suddenly shows that like Luce is getting fairly powerful. Like, she's figuring out this, like, style of magic basically purely on her own and doing extremely well at it. Mm-hmm. Um. I like that King is a little weirdo. <laughs> King is so good in this episode. Like, this is, I don't mind this B-plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not terribly obtrusive, and it's... I feel like it's it's characterful for King mm-hmm. because we get to see him uh, out of his element. You know, it's it's just very good. I do also like the little like the, the subtle things with Ida being like, oh, maybe I don't necessarily have to like. Take like I don't have to protect this kid. Mm-hmm. Like uh, she can or, or more specifically, she is more capable than I was giving her credit for. Because I don't yeah. think Ida ever kind of loses the the drive or want to protect Luz because like that is her, you know, she is she is the, she is the uh, paternal figure for for Luz, you know. 
It takes that very, you know, yeah. does eventually take that very seriously. There's some like real heartbreaking shit in season two. <laughs> um. Also, I yeah, and I mean, oh, go on, sorry. Uh, I mean, it's it's really, you know, we've seen Ida do this before, but you know, it's always good to. You know, good and heartwarming when Ida explicitly claims Luce as her kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was what was it? It was like you know, it's it's fun to see this happen when it's not your kid. Yeah. <laughs> the I also like the like Amity in in uh, like filled with the power of like gay and anime like amity like beats the most powerful witch on the boiling isles to the bunch of saving loose mm-hmm. um let's see i also i them building up the like Something weird is going on and loses like actual like back home and she doesn't know. Oh, real good. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like it's deeply unsettling Mm -hmm. the way that it's presented. Um, Just very, very good. And they just like leave it and like they're not we're not we don't even fucking reference this shit for the next three episodes. Like, mm-hmm. we won't even get to this until season. Because I think what it is is really to, like, it helps smooth out what's going to happen at the end of season one and, like, going into season two. It creates mm-hmm. kind of a little bit less of a, um, a little bit less, like, you don't necessarily have to worry quite as much, I guess. Like, for, for Camilla. Like, oh, no. Because, like, if your kid never came back from camp... uh you would lose it you would just lose your fucking mind i'm sure like if your kid just became a missing person and then you found out your kid never even went to camp like because like the other thing is it also explains like why camilla hasn't figured this out because like arguably the camp would have notified camilla that Luz never showed up because like they would have been like, hey, Luz was supposed to be here. Why did you know, did you guys miss it or something like that? Because like, that's how they get paid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it also explains like why Camilla has not figured out the ruse yet. So and while doing that in the most uh, uh, unsettling way they possibly could. All right. Do we have anything else about enchanting Grom Fright? Uh, once again, as always, I'm going to be forever pissed at the, uh, captions for going, uh, speaking Spanish. Uh, they did it a fucking again? Yes. I'm assuming, like, it's- I mean, they always yeah, do it, This is but- big bullshit on Disney's part, because I'm sure, I, I'm pretty, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know how production systems work, but I can't imagine- that Dana Terrace is going to make this, you know, put this much work into having like a, like a non-white bilingual protagonist and then like shit the bed at this point, you know? Yeah. So. No, I, 
I don't blame Dana Terrace for this at all. This isn't, this is like the Disney streaming arm. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm forever going to be pissed about that. So. Oh, there's some good ones. There's some good, good ones down in these titles, August. Do share. Okay, so first off in Spanish, it's a terrifying dance. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I, um, I'm here for Portuguese it. Portuguese is very straightforward. It's called Confronting Fears. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to skip down to Danish. I'm going to skip down. I'm going to skip Chet, uh, uh, the the uh, Czech one. Um, I'm going to skip down to Danish where it's called an enchanting uh, grumble, G-R-U-M-B-A-L. They just made a new word, <laughs> um, which I guess maybe is is maybe some kind of portmanteau of their own. I don't know. Well, I would I would imagine so because like I bet the B-A-L is meant for like ball, yeah, like like that kind of dance is what I would guess. Um, France dropped the fucking ball. Uh, France's title for this episode is called The Prom. Ugh. Fuck off, France. Um. Italian is the frightful dance party of Grom. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um. Norwegian is enchanting school gossip. I don't even I don't even know how you get to there. I don't either. Uh, Polish. This is called the strongest fear. <laughs> That's pretty hardcore. Portuguese kind of sp- like doubles up. It's called Grom's Dreadful Prom. OK. Um, but finally, we, we end on the best hands down the best one. Uh, the Czech one. Uh, fear of the slime. Okay. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, um, oh, apparently, uh, Dana Terrace on Instagram after this episode uh, went live, uh, posted that Edric and Emra both got stood up by their dates for Grom. Part of me is like, aw, but also the twins are kind of terrible people. Yeah, it's fair. They probably, they're probably, I love them, but they're probably not good people to date. Yeah, they're, they're probably insufferable. So, Um, because you probably got to hang out, like it would just be hanging out with the other one all the time too. Like, despite what they say in this Mm -hmm. episode, they spent, they probably spend nothing but like, they only ever spend time together. Yeah. Um, apparently there were cut uh, additional cut prom photos, uh, one showing Luz in the otter onesie and with Amity looking at her lovingly. And we were robbed. Yeah. Damn. All righty. Um, I think that's it. Um, oh, apparently, um, the sword, um, 
apparently there's some references to like stuff. So in Final Fantasy VII, apparently the Buster Sword is on the sword rack as well as the um, uh, as long well as the sword Alistair from the Devil May Cry games. Um, nice. Apparently, a couple of like swords from Dark Souls are on there too. Good shit. So. Oh, apparently the spider that crawls on the horrifying spider that crawls on Luz's head looks exactly like a real life camel spider, which I believe because camel spiders are in fact fucking terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, I'd believe that. Alrighty. Well, that is it. Do we have any questions? Do we remember to post about it? Oh, we fucked up. I don't think we we fucked up. Hang on, let me double check if there are any that we missed between now and last time. But I I think we fucked up. Something from Sheck too. I don't know where I got to. How I got here. Oh, there were some. There were oh, some comments about basilisks, I think. Yes. Um. I'm talking about the dads. So, yeah, it was Sean saying basilisk. I think basilisk, this is the only, um... The Basilisk that was in that episode um, um, is the only one that we're ever seeing that's actually presented as dangerous. Mm. That's right. Um, and then we got the Shrek 2 meme. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to ask us questions... <laughs> Tell us what your outfit to Grom would look like. That's what this is my YouTuber call to action, right? Go down in the comments below. Um, and by the comments below, I mean to our Discord. The link you can find in the description below. Come join our cool ass Discord. Tell us what your your Grom outfit would be. Hell yeah. And also what, what weapon your you're gonna Grom kill Grom. Be, Brian? With. These are these are related. What'd you say, August? I said, what would your Grom outfit be? Oh, my Grom outfit. Oh, Lord. Let's see, what did I... I Or do we want to... Let's save yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, we'll save, we'll save our we'll answers save it. We'll, to we'll, this we'll, for next yeah, time. Yeah, we'll put in, put in with everybody else's. And then I'll tell you yes. about the, like, sick-ass limousine I went to prom in. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, alrighty. Well, what's going on in FTL land, August? The only other running podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, season season seven continues apace. Uh, we've got some good stuff lined up, uh, but with any luck, uh, we're going to be able to wrap up um, FTL Presents Pathfinder uh, in the middle of season seven. I say in the middle of, it's not in the middle of, but once we finish uh, this arc, uh, 74, um, we'll hopefully be hopping into uh, Pathfinder, the the last little bit of it, 
Uh, but that does depend on how our recording goes next week. Uh, if that goes according to plan, then we'll be wrapping that up and then returning to your regularly scheduled season seven programming. Um, we just celebrated our fifth anniversary on the 23rd um, due to unforeseen circumstances. I was going to do a giveaway, but um, I couldn't justify it since I lost my fucking job. So I just uh, waxed a little uh, a little nostalgic slash emotional um, uh, on Tumblr about it. But uh, yeah, we're we're over five years old now. Uh, so that's fucking wild. Nice. Um, I general I assume that uh, Escafil Files continues to go forward. <laughs> yeah, I know that they're at least in the middle of recording the Elemist Chronicles. I think they had to break the recording up into two parts. I don't know if the first part's been released or not. I think so. It looks like people are talking um, about it. Yeah, so they're they're still doing their thing. Uh, and did you want to put here what you put in? Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, other yeah, yeah. So like, we'll get this again. But um, in the root, starting next week in the room where feed and the dumb kids feed, I'm going to be putting out episodes of uh, the the audio from uh, the live stream that August did with a bunch of folks uh, called the Ultraviolet Conspiracy. Um, it's like a uh, catastrophe. Catastrophe. Did I say conspiracy in the actual audio thing? Yeah. Fuck. It's okay. Like um, it. It's. I'm going to rename it when I post it. That's what I'm going to do. You can't stop me. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm just going to go through and I'm going to edit every time somebody says catastrophe into conspiracy. It's just going to be me hard, like hard ADRing by my, my me saying conspiracy over your kid saying catastrophe. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's gonna be the real difference in podcast form <laughs> Me yeah. doubling down and not wanting to be wrong um <laughs> um but that'll start and soon uh hopefully soon dumb kids in room where will be back on track uh by the time we get through that um that is it so next time we are finishing out uh, we are f- finishing out season one of The Owl House. We're going to be watching Wing It Like Witches, Agony of a Witch, and Young Blood Old Souls. Um, if it's going to get gayer, shit's about to get way gay, and then yeah. also then immediately sad. <laughs> um, then after that, we're going to be watching Shin Common Writer. Uh, the Anno uh, reimagining of Common Rider that is on um, Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, then you can go ahead and watch it now. Um, if not, uh, I've got it. I've got an uncle who works at Amazon. I could probably figure out how to get you hooked up. Um, we're going to be watching that with our good good friend Brandon O'Brien, uh, the person who I know personally who knows the most about fucking Common Rider. Brandon knows so much about Common Rider. <laughs> Um, so that will be real fun. Um, and I think that is it. I believe it was me last time, so I think it's you this time, August. Yep. 
in which case, dear listener, I ask that you consider being like Cookie Cat and actually asking that person to grom. You know, don't don't let it be a fear of rejection. Just just fucking go for it. Cookie Cat would go for Cookie it. Cookie Cat would go for it. He's a fucking hero. You want to be a goddamn hero, yep. don't you? Yep. Peace. Peace. <laughs>